0: And welcome to the Disability Law Show. Very simple to contact uh, Savan, James, rest of the team, 1-855-821-5900. Help at disabilityrights.ca is the email address. Uh, we're going to get into a bunch of emails today, actually. They've been piling up, Savan, so we want to get through the uh, the email stack. But first, you've probably got a couple things, if not more, to talk about when it comes to the the week that was. How you doing, pal? I'm doing
1: very well, John. And you know what? Before I start off, uh, it's been a very busy week, of course, mm-hmm. as usual. But before I start off, I want to talk about this new name that we have to, uh, for the show, yeah. uh, Dis- Disability Rights. Uh, and, you know, the Disability Law Show and the website, disabilityrights.ca. And, it, you know, there is a reason behind us rebranding that. Because one of the things that I find when I speak with people every single day is that they're just simply not aware of their rights. And, and, John, we've talked about this quite a lot that we are not here to teach people how to get a windfall. We're here to help people understand what their rights are under the law as it relates to their disability claims, long-term disability, how to fight back against insurance companies unjustly cutting you off or denying your disability claim, and if you're injured. Uh, in a car accident, slip and fall, any type of injury, how to get what is owed to you by law. Again, this is why we call it the Disability Law Show, and this is why we have a new website called disabilityrights.ca. And if you go on there, you will get uh, the archive of all our shows. Uh, You will get a lot of information about how to empower yourself and how to understand what insurance companies don't want you to know about your claim. So with that in mind, let's start off with an email that I received from a, a gentleman. And I'll read you the email, and then we'll dissect it. Yep. Here's what he writes. Hello, I've been on long-term disability since January of 2018 due to depression, but my claim ended the beginning of August. In May, I began a return-to-work plan, but that was abruptly ended by the employer three weeks into my plan. They claimed that I was not mentally healthy enough to work. I relapsed, went into a mental crisis, and reapplied to continue with long-term disability. My family doctor and my psychologist were supportive of me and they both said that I can't work I also had a psychiatric evaluation from the insurance company but it's unclear what his opinion is because I don't have a copy of the report my LTD claim was denied because my case manager says that I have to prove that I can't do any job I can appeal but I watch your TV show And you guys always talk about not appealing. What should I do? And then he gives me the name of the insurance company. Right. And that insurance company is an insurance company we deal with all the time. So a lot of things to unpack here. First of all, this person did exactly what he was supposed to do. He felt that he might be able to go back to work and he tried to go back to work. And we tell people all the time, if you're able to go back to work or you think you're able to, as long as you get clearance from your doctors, you should be able to go back to work and try to go back to work and your employer should accommodate you. In this case, clearly from the employer's perspective, this person was unable to continue working. And of course, as he said, he had uh, a a, a relapse, and uh, his family doctor and his psychologist both said that he should be off work. So what does he do? John, we talk about this all the time. What do you do when you try to go back to work after being on LTD, and you're unsuccessful? Well, The vast majority of LTD policies contains this recurrence clause, this provision in the policy that acts as a safety net. It allows you to go back on LTD, on claim, without waiting that elimination period, you know, that period of time at the beginning when you apply, uh, where they don't pay you anything for usually it's about 90 days. Well, lo and behold, as happens often, unfortunately, here the case manager, the LTD adjuster, refused to put him back on claim and, in fact, said to him, no, you should be able to to go to some kind of other job. You should be able to do some kind of other work. And, and remember, his family doctor and psychologist both say that he's unable to work. Correct. Period. Yep. And again, he mentions here, I can appeal, but I watch your show, and you know what can I do? Well, I'll tell you what you can do. This is a clear-cut case of an insurance company abusing its power. And what we do in a case like this is, I I want to I want to speak with the individual. I want to see the denial letter. I want to read it myself, I want to see some of the medical documents, the reports from the family doctor, from the psychologist, and see exactly what they said. And if in fact they said what this gentleman is saying that they said, that he's unable to work at the present time, the first thing I'm going to tell him to do is to give us instructions to start a legal claim against this insurance company. And I'm telling you, John, mark my words, if we get involved here, not only does this person does not have to deal with this adjuster anymore. Not only will the telephone call stop, the emails will stop, everything else, all communications will stop from the insurance company. They'll have to go through us, but we are going to force them to acknowledge that a wrong has been done. They're going to pay him what he's owed. I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those cases where they simply reinstate him. They pay him retroactively what he's owed from the time he tried to get back on claim up until we resolve the case and then put him back on claim, or alternatively, What happens in many cases is we enter into a global settlement where we try and resolve the claim in its entirety, meaning the money that he was owed in the past as well as some money into the future. Again, this this individual, once we represent him, uh, he's going to have full control and power over what it is that we end up doing. We simply give him the options, the advice. That's what we do in every single case. But here you have a situation where a person did exactly what he was supposed to do, what the insurance company Hmm. says that you have to do. And then when he fails, not because he doesn't want to, but because he's sick, the insurance company comes back and says, forget about it. We're going to leave you out in the cold. We're not going to pay you what you're owed.
0: I bet you a lot of insurance companies do this knowing that they're it's incorrect to do and there could be ramifications, but they play the odds hoping that the person is weak and will walk away, right? They play the odds. And this again, remember,
1: this gentleman said, I can appeal... But I uh-huh. watch your TV show when you say uh-huh. not to. This guy, if he hadn't watched the show, what he he would have fallen into that trap that yep. insurance company set for you. They'll say, go ahead and appeal. And so you appeal because you, you, know, you think the insurance company just made a mistake, that they're going to come back and correct their mistake. And you appeal. A few months later, you get denied. But guess what? They invite you to appeal that second denial. You appeal again, denied, and by the time that you know you go through the grinder, a year has passed, maybe even more, you have no money coming in, right. you, you, you're in dire straits. At that point, you don't know what to do, and many people give up. That's what they want you to do.
0: We'll get to a bunch of emails as we continue here, taking a, a wee break. In the meantime, write it down. Number and email one 855 821 and help at disabilityrights.ca to reach out. Just getting warmed up here on the Disability Law Show. Lots more to go. Global News Radio. And welcome back to the Disability Law Show. You want to reach out one 821 disabilityrights.ca or email address as well, help at disability. Disability Rights.ca. In that regard, uh, brother, that's exactly where we're going to go, right into our, our, our listener emails here. Let's Don, do first one up. Don says, uh, my sister-in-law was denied LTD and then two appeals, despite the fact that her psychologist wrote her insurance company, that she can't work because of her severe depression and bipolar disorder. She's an elementary school teacher and has been off work since October of last year because of this condition. The union says that they can't help her, but they can press the school for accommodations but her psychologist is adamant that she can't work even with accommodations given her current condition. What can she do? What should she do?
1: Well, Don, first of all, thank you for emailing me and thank you for for doing this on behalf of your sister-in-law. John, I want to say to listeners out there, you know, you're know, you listening to this show, you're getting a lot of good information, but there might be people you know that, are, that need this information, they're battling their insurance company, or, or perhaps they haven't been cut off, but they have questions and concerns about their claim, tell them about us, tell them about the show, tell them to go to disabilityrights.ca to at the very least look at the resources that we have out there. There is no website out there that I know of that has so much information about disability claims, about personal injury, about rights, about compensation. You know, it's really comprehensive. So Don, let let me me get to your email here. You know, again, you mentioned that she was denied LTD and then uh, two appeals, uh, she was denied those as well. And that's despite the fact that she has a treating psychologist that is adamant that she can't work. Again, John, in my mind, I almost never say black and white. I almost never characterize a legal case as a black and white case. But just based on the information that I have here, to me, this is a black and white case. Yep. You know, people are beside themselves. They don't understand how insurance companies have the goal to ignore what these treating physicians, treating practitioners are saying, these concerns, and just deny those claims outright. So what do we do, done in this case? I'll tell you exactly what we do. We start a legal claim. I know I sound like a parrot when I say this, but I'm telling you, here's proof this is proof. She went through two appeals, and it doesn't matter what you give the insurance company. They are simply ignoring what the doctors are saying, what this psychologist is saying. Now, in this case, she's part of a union. So this is important. This is an interesting point, and a lot of people contact me who are unionized employees. Remember, John, that in the employment context, if you are let go from your job, for example, but you're unionized, we can't help you. Right. But if you have a long-term disability claim, you're dealing with an insurance company and you're unionized, in many, many cases, we can help you. A lot depends on the collective agreement. And so one of the first things that I want to see, and Don, I will tell you right now, I will need to see this. I want to see the collective agreement that your sister-in-law has in relation to her job. Because if the collective agreement doesn't really talk much about LTD or doesn't provide enough context we can probably act on her behalf. In other circumstances, when the collective agreement really fleshes out the details of the LTD plan, and I'm not going to get into the legalities here, but in some instances, only the union can help you even though they really have no expertise in disability. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in this particular case, and we've dealt with a lot of teachers, uh, elementary, high school, uh, professors, we've dealt with a lot of educators who have been uh, having issues with their long-term disability insurance companies, and we've been able to act for them across the province. Uh, both in Ontario as well as British Columbia, so Don, what you need to do is you need to put your sister in law in touch with me John's going to give you the information where to go, how to do it. We are extremely extremely responsive, unlike many lawyers out there unfortunately that you know take a week to respond. If I get an email, you'll probably get an email back within a minute. Uh, so you know that's something that uh, that you know we're very proud of that we're very very responsive to people out there.
0: And uh, Don, again, as as mentioned by Savannah moments ago, that contact simple. You already know the email address. You uh, you got that down. That's how you contacted us. Help at DisabilityRights. Ca. But the phone number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Want to uh, get started on Steve's email. If we got to take a break in between, but I want to uh, start getting to it here because we got so many. Uh, To get through email, Steve says, I've been on long-term disability for four years because of chronic pain and fatigue. Recently, I tried to go back, but it was a disaster. I went to the office for five days, and each day I spent half the time in pain and discomfort. Even my employer says that this can't continue. I tried to go back on disability, and after a lengthy phone interview with my adjuster, I was told that I need to continue trying because they will refuse to put me back on claim. I'm 50 years old and I don't know what to do. My doctors agree that I should go back on disability, should go back.
1: Well, you know, we, Steve, first of all, I'm very sorry you're going through this. And John, we started the show with me reading you an email from a listener yep. uh, and, and a viewer of our TV show who was in a very similar situation as Steve here. And again, this is something that we see time and time again where you have... Uh, uh legitimate, decent, hardworking people who are who are having difficulties with an illness or an injury or a combination of both, who at some point are trying to go back to work. They're trying to get back into the workforce and they fail because they're not ready. And it's it's not their fault. They are trying. They are trying and they get clearance from their doctors to try and then when they fail and the employers may be very supportive of them going back on disability. They go back to their insurance company, who is, again, supposed to be their safety net, only to be denied. So, Steve, the fact that you were on disability before you tried to go back for four years, that tells me that the insurance company had already categorized you, already accepted that you were unable to do any type of work. Because, John, remember, to get LTD for the first two years, the test is, can you do your own occupation? Beyond the two-year mark, which Steve here uh, was able to do uh, or, or get, Uh, The test becomes, can you do any occupation for which you're suited for by training, education, or experience? So clearly, there was enough medical documentation to support him being off work, even beyond that two-year mark, which is quite difficult to do. There is absolutely no reason that I can see at least, Steve, why it is that the insurance company is denying you going back on LTD when you failed the return to work program or or the, the attempt to go back to work, and your doctors are supporting you going back on disability. We start a legal claim here, I can tell you, in a very, very short period of time, we can get the insurance company to the table. They will have no choice.
0: We're going to take a short break. Got something new we want to talk about after we, uh, we come back, so stick around for it. You're going to love this. In the meantime, write this stuff down, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 help at disabilityrights.ca. Lots more to go here on the Disability Law Show on Global News Radio. Disability Law Show. We are right back at it. Savannah, Mark, and James off today. So we're, uh, we're doing all the heavy lifting through emails. And I wanted to mention a couple things uh, before we get into our next one, pal. Uh, phone number, by the way, 1-855-821-5900, help at disabilityrights.ca through email. We have been talking some time for several years about mydisabilityquestions.com. It's a great resource for you, uh, you as a listener, that is, to go and ask some questions and get them answered rather quickly by Savannah, a member of his team, in depth. There's also a search for function there. Uh, chances are your question has been asked and answered, so make sure to do that. But we love this. It's taken quite a bit of time for you guys to build it, you and uh, your partner, Lior. And it's finally uh, it's finally out there to use. Pocket Employment Lawyer. Tell me about it.
1: Very, very exciting. This is something that Lior uh, has been really spearheading uh, and I think it's a revolutionary tool. You know, we are in the age of uh, artificial intelligence and, you know, uh, prog- programs that, that, you know, can do a lot of things that otherwise humans have been able to do. And one of the things that I think has been really lacking in the, in the legal industry, and we're seeing more and more all, all over the world, really, in the States and everywhere else, uh, these new programs coming about that I'm not going to say replace lawyers, but provide better access to legal information for the general public. And so what Lior has spearheaded, and I helped as well because there's a long-term disability component to it, is this new tool called the Pocket Employment Lawyer. And, you know, the website is uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And what it is is it allows you to get information about your specific case, not just as it relates to severance, but other things, constructive dismissal, uh, uh, harassment, a whole slew of different things. So essentially what this tool does, and by the way, it's very, it's free, is uh, it asks you a bunch of questions and you can just choose the options. You don't have to identify yourself, by the way. This is This is free, but it's anonymous as well. And at the end, when you select whatever information applies to your specific case, you get an analysis, an analysis of your situation. So I would tell people, before you call a lawyer, and this may be you know, against our own interest, John, before you call a lawyer, go to the pocket employment lawyer, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, and just have a look at that, and it'll take you literally a few minutes to go through it, and it'll give you a, a, an analysis of your case. Now, uh, you will see that if you have long term, the long-term disability claim or long-term disability issue, We also have a component in uh, the Pocket Employment Lawyer that can help you with that as well. So if you don't want to call me for whatever reason, or you don't want to email me for whatever reason, or you don't even want to go to that website that we keep talking about, MyDisabilityQuestions.com, you can just go to PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca, and you will see towards the bottom, there is a component there that deals with long-term disability. If you have questions about your case, you want a quick, dirty analysis of your own case, go ahead and, and just... Click on whatever the options that apply to you, the information that applies to you, and you'll get an analysis. And of course, if you want to get more information, you can contact us. But at least this gives you, you know, the initial information that you need, both from the employment standpoint as well as from the disability standpoint, uh, to
0: know how to proceed with your case. It's so cool. I'm on it right now. It's like Lego, man. It couldn't be easier to use. There's a contact at the top right. There's a contact at the very bottom. It's again, it's free. It's easy to use. So check out all the options you have. It's the future. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, even before you make that phone call, which you'll probably end up making anyway, because you like to talk to a you know a living, breathing body. But uh, Pocket right. Employment Lawyer. is definitely the uh, the way to go, man. It's 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 really well done. Back to uh, back to email though. Brock is up next. Says, my son was in a car accident in early 2018, when his friend who was driving went through a red light and hit another car, he broke his back in two places, suffered a concussion. His doctors said that he will be disabled for life. We spoke with our lawyer who helped us uh, with a real estate purchase a few years ago, and he said they can help with the case, but uh, I'm a little concerned that he's not an expert in this particular field. Do I need a local lawyer, or can you represent my son? We're located in Thunder Bay, Thunder Bay.
1: Yeah, Brock, very sorry for what your son went through. Uh, You know, you you said that you were a little concerned that uh, that lawyer is not an expert in the field. You should be very, very concerned. John, I, I always give the example of you know if you have a heart condition or if you have if you need heart surgery, you're not going to go to someone who is uh, you know a, a nose and ear specialist. Exactly. You need someone who specifically deals with with the heart. If you're dealing with a car accident, you need a lawyer that has expertise with car accident mm-hmm. legislation and car accident law. This is you know for me this is very basic. For other people out there, you know they know their corporate lawyer, they know their real estate lawyer, immigration lawyer. And some of these lawyers, you know, they'll tell you that they can handle the case, but no, they can't. They can't unless they have specific knowledge and experience in that uh, field. Remember, when you're dealing with a car accident, and this is a very, very serious one, Brock, I mean, your son, from what I understand here, just from the description you've given us, he suffered catastrophic, potentially catastrophic injuries. There is a whole slew of benefits and compensation that he is entitled to, not only from his own insurance company or the insurance company of the car he was driving. I mean, we're talking about a ton of benefits that he should be able to access. But in addition to that, he has a legal claim against his friend. Now, I know that many people out there are going to say, oh, my God, how can you go after your friend? Forget about that. The friend has insurance. It's the insurance that you are accessing. okay? And And when I'm talking about significant compensation for these kinds of injuries, breaking your back, a concussion. concussion is a brain injury. The doctor's saying he'll be disabled for life. This is a case without even knowing all of the facts, easily in the six figures, if not seven figures, or maybe even more. You want to make sure you go to someone who knows what they're doing. This is what we do we don't just deal with long term disability we have expertise we have a lot of experience our whole team with 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 significant car accidents catastrophic car accidents and we're all we work all across the province in ontario all across the province in bc this is what we do it doesn't matter where you are we will come to you so be very careful also about this idea that i need a local lawyer okay this may have been applicable 100 years ago yeah, it's right. not applicable today it doesn't matter where you are in the province. It really doesn't matter. In fact, I would say more on this. I say that if you go to a local lawyer, particularly if you are in a smaller jurisdiction, there is a greater chance that you're going to find someone who doesn't really um, uh, doesn't really have expertise in that particular area. Because if you're in a smaller jurisdiction, some of the lawyers there not all of them some of them have expertise, but some lawyers there will will simply work on whatever comes through the door. So you may, in fact, have a lawyer you know that lives uh, two blocks from you or works two blocks from you that can do real estate, immigration, family law, and whatever. But here's the thing, he's a jack or she's a jack of all trades, expert of nothing. And this is not a case where you want a jack of all trades, a jack of all trades. You want somebody who has specific expertise because I'll tell you what, the insurance companies are going to be involved here, they are involved here, they're going to pay attention to which lawyer is representing your son.
0: Good stuff there, my friend. We'll uh, we'll take another short break here. You want to reach out uh, to the Disability Law Show? Simple, Savan James, rest of the team. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at DisabilityRights.ca. And again, as we mentioned, it we'll keep mentioning it now because this thing is up and running and already going to be uh, kicking some butt for sure. I would very soon. That would be PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca. Go there for all your needs when it comes to disability on Savan's side or the employment side as well. Disability Law Show continues right here, Global News Radio. Disability Law Show, we're right back at it. Here's the number, 1-855-821-5900. If you haven't got it before, this is help at disabilityrights.ca. We're working through the pile of emails that come in here each week. We like to answer them and get to them so we don't, uh, don't keep you waiting. Chelsea is up next, As My sister suffers from schizophrenia and has been seeing a psychiatrist for the past five years. She's not doing well, and the psychiatrist is trying different medications. She's 38 years old, and I helped her to apply for some long-term disability through her work, but she was denied her application because the insurance company said that she is not, quote-unquote, totally disabled. I don't understand even what that means. If her psychiatrist says that she can't work, then why is she denied? Can we reapply?
1: Chelsea, excellent, excellent question. And, John, we've talked about this both on the TV show and the radio shows repeatedly. This term, totally disabled, it's it's a term that is designed and this is my opinion but I think it's true and I've talked to defense lawyers they agree with me it's designed to confuse you when the insurance company says you need to be totally disabled in order to qualify for LTD benefits you think or at least most people think immediately it means I have to be brain dead or in a coma or paralyzed can't brush my teeth no, none of that stuff applies the word totally is what confuses people if I were to take that word out, John, and I simply said substantially disabled, you wouldn't have that same sense. You wouldn't think, you know, that your perception of, of of that test would not be as onerous. You wouldn't think that you need to be in a coma to qualify. But the word totally implies that you can't do anything. So, so let me dispel that myth. That does not mean, totally does not mean totally, okay? Exactly, uh, right? So so it, it, not in the context of long-term disability, really to get long-term disability you have to demonstrate that you can't do substantial aspects of your job, of your occupation within the first two years, or that you can't do any occupation if you want to get benefits beyond the two-year mark for which you're suited for by training, education, or experience. So what does that mean? Well, it means, John, that if I'm a lawyer, you know, it doesn't mean that I can't come to the office, you know, one hour a day. If I can't do substantial portions of my job, I can't do, you know, I, ca- I can't do this show. I can't speak with clients uh, as often as I need to. Uh, you know, I, I have to, to, you know, to, to to leave the office early all the time. You know, it, it really depends on your occupation in terms of how we define, uh, you know, that you're substantially unable to do your job. But my point is, if you are unable to, to uh, carry out, most of the aspects of your job, and your doctors agree that you can't do it, you should qualify for LTD. It's as simple as that. So, in this case, Chelsea, uh, your sister suffers from a mental health illness, uh, uh, illness. And, and this is something that again, yep. John, we see a lot: people who have depression or schizophrenia or phobias. You know these kinds of mental illnesses, which are pretty much de- debilitating for individuals. It doesn't matter what kind of work they do. And insurance companies come back and say, despite the medical evidence, despite what the treating doctors are saying, they say, sorry, you're not totally disabled. And people are left with this question mark of, what the hell do you want me to say? What do you want my doctors to give you, to tell you, to prove to you that I cannot go to work at this point? And and again, remember the insurance company is trying to um, shake you off this this claim process. Sometimes huh. they'll deny you outright. Sometimes they'll approve you, and then subsequently they'll say that you know there is just insufficient updates from your doctors, insufficient medical documents. What do we do in these cases? you do not appeal these decisions. You know, here Chelsea writes at the end, can she reapply? Sure, she can reapply. She can reapply. She can appeal. She can beg them. You know, she can send them a bottle of wine. None of this is going to work. The only thing that insurance companies understand is money. That's their pressure point. They try to make money, or they make money actually, billions of dollars in record profits by taking in premiums and paying as little as they need to, if anything, when there are claims. And they assume that if, you know, for Chelsea, her sister, anybody else that she knows, anybody else that you know, they assume that for every X amount of people they deny claims, a large portion of those individuals will walk away from their rights. Again, remember, disabilityrights.ca, this is where you learn about all this stuff, right? It's this is something so that we see tired. all the time. They're going to get so tired they of
0: the appeal process, and they're just going to give up anyway, right? That's exactly what they time. do. That's exactly yeah. what they do. You know, John, since we launched this show, uh,
1: I don't. when was this, five years ago, six years ago, whenever it was, since we launched this sh- uh, show, I have been contacted by literally hundreds of people that I've had to say to them, you're out of time. Because Ugh. they've heard the show, they understood, that they, they continue to be disabled all these years, but they were denied three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago. And, and mm-hmm. they said, I never understood that I could actually do something other than appeal. I just I never I never knew that. So can you do something for me? Well no, there is a 2-year limitation for starting Correct. a legal claim. And those legal claims, that's the pressure point for insurance companies. Remember John, we talk about this, as soon as we get involved and start that legal process, the insurance company then has to get a defense lawyer, now they're starting to bleed money. Bleed now they're money starting to pay their lawyers. Yeah. I love that. They bleed money. They yeah. don't like to spend money on their lawyers. That's, that's the worst you know, business practice that, that they can have, just just okay. literally wasting money, which is why when we start a legal claim, they, they, they start shifting their thinking, not to how they deny your claim, but how, they, how can they resolve it? How can they stop paying their lawyers to fight
0: these claims? Disability Law Show, if you're just joining us, a way to reach out uh, when we're not talking, one 855 821 Help at disabilityrights.ca or disabilityrights.ca to check out the website. It'll give you links to our TV show as well. And pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, not only employment law, there's also a disability section there as well. So as it pertains to this show, an incredibly useful tour, uh, tool was just launched so uh, get a head full of that uh, when you got some time. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Lots more of the show to go. Greg, we're getting to your email next on the Disability Law Show on Global News Radio. The Disability Law Show, the number, 1-855-821-5900. That'll get you in contact with a member of Savan's team, be it Savannah or James Fireman or anybody else as well, very capable and willing to uh, to take your call and want to talk to you, as a matter of fact. Email address to reach out uh, for the remainder of this show and to always help at disabilityrights.ca. Greg is up next, as promised. Greg says, uh, Savannah I was denied long-term disability because my insurance company says that my disability is due to work-related issues but that's not true. I explained to them that I was injured right after I finished work when a car hit me as I was walking home. WSIB denied me and also said that I do not qualify for workplace injury benefits. Obviously, that's why they would say that. So uh, so what do I do now?
1: Okay, Greg, so this is also a very important uh, question, and I think other people, John, uh, experience something similar to this. There are two issues here. Number one, when the insurance company, when the long-term disability insurer says, we're not paying you because it's a work-related issue. And number two, when we're dealing with workers' compensation. And remember, you're dealing with different types of laws that all intersect. And again, you need a lawyer or a team of lawyers that understand how all these types of law intersect. Because if you don't, you're gonna fall into that trap where insurance companies keep saying to you, you, know, you gotta go here, you gotta go there. It's a work-related issue. It's an employment matter or workers' comp. You gotta fight them anything so they don't have to pay you. So let's let's again break this down. Uh, Greg, you're saying that the insurance company is saying that it's a work-related issue. Let, let's start with that. First of all, it's not a work-related issue. Where we typically see this uh, reasoning from insurance companies is when we're dealing with uh, depression, stress, uh, mm-hmm. mental health type of issues that arise from a toxic work environment. In those instances, the insurance company may be correct in telling you that it's not an ltd issue it's an employment issue Remember, Leor talks about constructive dismissal in in on, on some of his shows and, and you know this is where if you have a very toxic work relationship uh, with your boss perhaps you may be entitled to compensation for constructive dismissal it's not a disability issue because if you were to be placed in a different work environment uh, you could potentially function that said Let's say you had a very bad boss and let's say as a result of that you became depressed and let's say that depression now became generalized, meaning that it doesn't matter if you were to be placed in a different work environment, you are now depressed. So the origins were was, you know, the, the work issues, but now it's much greater than that work environment. In that instance, you have a claim against the LTD insurer. So, again, we're going into the legalities here, John, but I want to make sure people understand whether it's a work-related issue or an LTD issue, we can help. We have employment lawyers and disability lawyers. Now, let's deal with WSIB.
0: This is
1: very important, too. You know, when, When a person applies for workers' compensation and they get denied, again, the insurance company has to pay you. Now, you may be able to appeal that workers' compensation denial, and you may end up getting that reversed, but either way if you've been denied by workers' compensation the LTD insurer should be able to pay, should have to pay you not be able to have to pay you and so you know this interplay between the two of them greg in your case first of all the fact that you were injured after the fact you like after work that tells me it's not a workers' compensation uh, uh, or or at least it's not a clear workers' compensation type of a case and i understand why wsab uh, de- denied your claim in this instance here, I can tell you just from the facts you've given us, you have a claim against your long-term disability insurance company. We can start a legal claim and force them to pay you. But, John, there is still another issue in this email. Remember, he was hit by a car. So he's a pedestrian, and he was struck by someone on the yeah. street. He may have a claim. In fact, he probably does have a claim because he's disabled now for compensation from that driver's insurance company. So now, let's count this. We have a potential work issue which I don't really think is a, is a real work issue because we're not talking about a bad or a toxic work environment. We're dealing with workers' compensation. We're dealing with a potential claim against the driver that hit him and we're dealing okay. with a long-term disability insurer. See how complex these things can get? Yeah. You big want time. to make sure, this is, remember, going back to a few emails back, you want to make sure you don't go to your local lawyer that says that they can do car accidents and immigration and family and everything else under the sun. You want somebody who deals with these specific areas of the law. So, Greg, in your case here, I can tell you off the bat, you have a claim against your long-term disability insurance company and you have a claim against whoever hits you, that car, that driver that hits you. So you'll be dealing here, I think, with at least two insurance companies Potentially a third one if you're entitled to acts and benefits. Again, I don't want to get you know too much into the weeds, but the point is you want to make sure that whichever lawyer, whichever law firm is helping you, that they're engaging all of these uh, different entities. Because mm-hmm. if you only engage one of them, then you may be in a situation where you leave money on the table or in another insurance company's pocket. Because you you, you know your lawyer, if it's not one of us, uh, did not think. To involve right. this other party, so so you know you have a bit of a complex situation here, Greg. But we can definitely definitely help you. And I think John, maybe give Greg uh, our information. We'll connect after the show, and and we'll have a chat. And I'll explain in more detail uh, and, and get more information from you and tell you exactly what your options are.
0: Yeah, Greg, reach out for sure. As you've uh, probably heard a few times, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We often you know you often mention on the show when it comes to being denied and making claims that the insurance company will ask you tell you to. Apply for CPP because they get a credit as to if you get any CPP uh, monies. It's the same go for WSIB or are they two totally different things.
1: Uh, they're they're totally different things, and we don't yeah. do WSIB. So I actually don't know the, in- the intricacies of of workers' cool. compensation. We do have uh, a few consultants. Uh, that work with us, not for our law firm, but independently, but that, Excellent. you know, th- they, they, they have knowledge and experience about workers' comps, so, you know, if you have a question you need help with that, you can reach out to me, I can put you in touch with them, but I wouldn't be able to give you too much information about workers' compensation, John. It, this is Again, this is me saying to you, that's not my field. Yep. I deal with car accidents, I deal with injuries, long-term disability, we deal with employment, we don't deal with workers' compensation.
0: It's a beauty. Well, uh, we'll take it from there and take a short break. It's 1-855-821-5900, help at disabilityrights.ca or simply disabilityrights.ca. You want to find more information about the show and the TV shows as well. And pocketemploymentlawyer.ca has a component for uh, disability as well. Check it all out. Just explore it and keep listening. we got more stuff, uh, more emails as well coming up. Danny, you're coming up after the break right here on the Disability Law Show, Global News Radio. Disability Law Show, right back at it. As promised, Danny, your email, thanks for reaching out. It is help at disabilityrights.ca. Danny says, I've been on LTD disability for almost two years now for severe rheumatoid arthritis. My case manager at the insurance company says that I have to try to go back to work or I will be cut off. But both my family doctor and my specialist both say that I should not be going back to any type of job because of the seriousness of my condition. I'm 52 years old and I'm afraid that I won't have any income if the insurance company cuts me off. What should I do? Heard this record before, huh? Yeah,
1: I've heard this so many times. Uh, And and Danny, I I really feel bad for the fact that you're so stressed, and I understand why you're so stressed. I mean, you know, I I can't imagine not being without any income. You know, John, I mean, we have mortgages, we have expenses, uh, you know, we support families. This is really, really concerning, Danny, for you, and I understand why. So let me tell you what it is that that, uh, you need to know here. the number one thing you need to understand is that the insurance company cannot force you to go back to work. What they can do is they can tell you exactly what they did here, which is that if you don't try, we're going to cut you off. Now I'm not saying that's proper. I'm not saying that's legal. I'm saying that's that's what they do and say quite often. And What I want you to do is, uh, and I think you've done this already, uh, you provide the adjuster, the insurance company, with updated letters. They don't have to be, you know, th- you know, ten-page letters. They can just be a few paragraphs long from your uh, family doctor and your specialist here, who explain uh, why it is that you are in no position at this point to go back to work and why going back to work at this point is against medical advice. Email that to the adjuster, and in your email, write to the adjuster, I confirm that you have told me that if I don't try to go back to work, despite the fact that my medical doctors are advising against it, that you will cut me off. And the reason why I want you to put that in an email is that if the adjuster does not respond to you, then at least we have a contemporaneous record that you've written to them that in a way we can say they've accepted because they didn't respond that I think breaches their obligations, the insurance company's obligations. They're not allowed to tell you to go back to work if your doctors are saying that you cannot go back to work. Now, if the, if the adjuster writes back, if the adjuster gets spooked and understands that, that you know, what, what they're doing is wrong, he may very well back off. The fact that you're putting this in writing puts significant pressure on the adjuster. And I'll tell you this, if the adjuster is stupid enough to either say, yes, this is what I said, or not respond at all, if they in fact cut you off or tell you here's the cutoff date and you contact me, I'll tell you we're going to go after them for everything they've got because they cannot do that john this really makes me angry when people are legitimately injured or ill their doctors are trying to help them they're saying don't go back to work focus on getting better and here you have an insurance company that's bullying the individual and 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 are using pressure tactics when they're supposed to be the safety net this is what is so outrageous about this they're supposed to be the safety net here and they're doing the exact opposite in fact they're doing damage it's not only that they're not helping this adjuster is doing Danny damage, psychological damage, and, and I can tell you the fact that Danny is experiencing rheumatoid arthritis. You know, physical illnesses often get exacerbated by uh, uh, stressors Stress, and, and, yeah. and, and 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 you know uh, you know vi- vi- aggravation from situations. I mean, this is well known. I'm not a doctor, but I hear this from doctors all the time. And again, there's no reason why the insurance company is taking the position they are, but they do this frequently. They will try to force you, and by force you, I mean pressure you to go back to work despite your doctor's recommendations that you stay off work. You have options. Do not go back to work unless you've been cleared to go back to work by your doctors. Listen to your doctors. And if the insurance company says, here's the date on which you're going to be cut off because you're not trying to go back to work. Call me immediately or email me immediately. I will tell you what to do in your specific situation.
0: That number again, one 821 5900 the email address we are using today, uh, every day, help at disabilityrights.ca. I think we got time to get Leslie in here. Uh, Leslie writes in, says, I was on short-term disability through work for fibromyalgia and nerve pains, and then I applied for long-term and with the help of our HR at work. I was denied three weeks ago. The insurance company says that my doctor's explanation of why I can't work is not sufficient enough for them to approve me. I don't understand why. My family doctor and my psychiatrist both explained why I can't work. Can you help me?
1: Yes, absolutely. The only thing, Leslie, that I'll say to you that you didn't do, which you should have done, is contact me the same day you were denied. But it's okay. Three weeks ago is not that much. I got people, John, contacting me years later. Uh, because they're in shock, so so Leslie, I can definitely help you. You know, fibromyalgia, this is a chronic pain. These kinds of illnesses, uh, they're difficult illnesses, and I can tell you, a lot of uh, defense lawyers and adjusters, on the defense side. Uh, they they don't really they don't really understand the severity and the significance of these kinds of illnesses yep. and these kinds of conditions and these can be debilitating. John, I know I have people in my family who suffer from these illnesses. Uh, so not to mention the fact that I've spoken to countless doctors that deal in this area of medicine. So Leslie, we can definitely definitely help you. Uh, all I need are the, you know the denial letter. I need to see the medical do- uh, uh, records from from the doctors, and, and I can tell you I would start a claim asap, and we'll get the insurance company to the table. I, I'm not, you know, I'm. I never say there is a hundred percent for anything because nothing in life is guaranteed. But I can tell you, when I hear someone like you, Leslie, and and I, and and, and I, I see what what is happening to you, given my experience, given how I've dealt with insurance companies, you know, for for many many years, I can tell you, they will come to the table, they will pay you. It's just that you have to let us do the work necessary to get them to the
0: table. Lastly, pretty simple. Just reach out if you didn't uh, didn't figure that out already. Uh, you know the email address, of course, help at disabilityrights. The phone number one more time before we uh, we split till next week one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We uh, we we didn't use it, but it's available for you to use, and we might get to some next show. And that is mydisabilityquestions.com. It's just what it sounds like. You can ask your questions there about your disability and other topics. And there's a drop down menu. There's a good chance your question has been asked. If not, leave it there. It will be answered rather quickly. And finally, it is finally up and active, and we're loving it. Pocket Employment Lawyer, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There is a disability component in that tool, so make sure you travel over there and spend a bit of time. It really is like Lego. Couldn't be simpler to use, and there's contact at the top and the bottom as well. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Till next time, the Disability Law Show right here on Global News Radio.